Welcome to Strong Black Legends, the show where we give flowers to the legends of film and television, brought to you by Netflix and Strong Black Lead. Each week, we talk to the folks that paved the way for us to imagine what was possible on and off screen. I'm your host, pre-legends luncheon attendee, Tracy Clayton, and you know what? I just now decided on the spot that that's gonna happen, even if I'm doing it from outside of the castle gates at a very respectable and legal distance, because I do not need any more charges. That is right, friends and family. I know y'all know about John Witherspoon, but what y'all know about John Witherspoon? I worked at Gucci smelling feet. I'm sorry. Selling shoes. What? Working at Gucci selling shoes. And rich folks' feet okay. smell just like poor folks' feet. Mm, that's a word. So here is what I, me, myself, personally know about John Witherspoon. So like everybody else we've been fortunate enough to have on the show, he has been in so many of my favorite things, including, and especially the Wayans Brothers, Friday, which I saw in theaters when I was entirely too young, but I ended up there anyway. (laughs) Don't know how that happened. And one of the most classic, legendary, iconic cultural sensations in our history, the Hitman Sammy Sam video, Step Daddy. Okay, that's enough. I wish my dad would've never lived. What? I wish we lived here by ourselves. What? Watch these bitches take this trash out. Do my homework, then I pass. Step Daddy ain't getting there for me. Don't talk that bad, not embarrass me. Y'all take none of us to the movies. Y'all take none of us to the zoo. Every time we talk to you, ain't nobody even talking to you. <laughs> and scene. If you do not know about or remember the song Step Daddy, then immediately when this is over, go to YouTube and watch it. It's imperative that you do. But that is not an expansive list at all. He has also been in House Party, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, The Five Heartbeats, Meteor Man, Hollywood Shuffle, which I think is one of the most important black movies ever made, Vampire in Brooklyn, which I also think is another one of the best black movies ever made. We can fight about this on Twitter. And the voice of the hilarious granddad in the Boondocks animated series. And of course, he was in Friday, Next Friday, Friday After Next, Last Friday, Two Fridays Ago, Two Fridays From Now, Is It Still Friday? Surprise, it's Friday again. And every day is now Friday from here on out. (laughs) I'm just kidding y'all, the last movie isn't real. But all jokes aside, Friday is a really, really important movie. It was actually really well acted when you think about it. And I feel like we don't talk about that enough. Ice Cube did his thing, Nia Long, Chris Tucker was who he needed to be. This really feels like one of those movies that like every black person has seen and can quote forwards and backwards. So we talked about that. We talked about his career, his hustle, and as the children say these days, getting to the bag, I think it is. (laughs) I laughed a lot and I hope that you will too. No matter where you know our next guest from, you know him from somewhere. My particular favorite experience is Hollywood Shuffle, which is legitimately one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, Played the dad on Friday, played Mm -hmm. the dad on Wayans Brothers, 
baby dad on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I didn't meet my dad until late in life, so you were my dad for a while. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, child support never came through, so we should oh, talk really? about that. That's wonderful. <laughs> How's your papa? <laughs> He's okay. Was that a good day? <laughs> Please welcome my new dad. John Witherspoon. Thank, Thank you very much. <laughs> save it for the singer. Please save it for the singer. Don't applaud me. <laughs> Thank you so much for being oh, here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, I'm already having a blast. Mm-hmm. Seriously. like, I feel like there are certain actors who... They've just always been on your television screens or your movie screens or today on your iPad screens. Mm. Like... Wow. Forever. And it just like kind of feels like the part of the family, you know? Like, yeah. oh, Uncle John. I know that's him. a good thing. Yeah, I don't have an Uncle John. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's how that's how you make people feel. At least how you make me feel. Yeah. Thank um, you. so I'm very excited and I have a thousand questions. Yes. And I would love to start way back. Not way, way back. You're not that old. But like we want to go back to Baby John with this film. The Baby John with this Baby John, oh, wow. yes, sir. In my head, <laughs> you were uh, like a like a little rascal running around playing like tricks on people and I don't know stuff like that. Is well, that you know, I was, I was from a large family, so eleven we, kids, right? Eleven of us. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Scary. Isn't it? I cannot imagine pushing a kid out eleven times. Yeah, we had. Uh, my oh. mother used to have. They used to have baby uh, wraps you put on the baby and you hold them like a little dog. I don't so understand. Be about four of us. I mean, we'd be pulling my mother like this. <laughs> and it's true. Whenever we were kids, you know, if she had nine boys and two girls. Oh, bless her. Yeah. That's too many And she's boys. gone. Bless her. Too many kids. Yeah. Too many boys, especially. <sighs> Agreed? Agreed. I'm still around, thank God. Yes, thank God. So what kind of kid were you? Were you like a little... Well, you know, when you're on your mother, you have to be very, very good and mm-hmm. do what she says because she don't, she'll get a belt and, and uh, naturally and show you uh, the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the right way. <laughs> the right way. This you, is what you, you should have done. And this is what you should have done, and, and you'll be doing it right away. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So you were, you were a good boy. I was very good. Aw. Oh, yeah. And um, then my father was, he was more lenient because he was working all day, so he come home, he ain't got time to be. Mm. So, uh, so disciplining yeah. anyone. Your mother was a stay-at-home mom. She stayed home. She had asthma. She was sickly mm. and headaches and things. But mm-hmm. she know how to grab that that belt and. I mean, with eleven kids, you gotta grab something at some point—a yeah. oh, Bible, yeah. a something. I yeah. don't know. What was it like coming from a family that big? Did you like having ten brothers and sisters? I was hungry all the time. I'm sure. Because there wasn't enough food around. How could it be? And you know, black people that era had dinner at six. That means you don't be at the table at six. Mm. Uh, you better, your plate is, uh, you, your place at the table is ready. Mm-hmm. And the food will be there. And mm-hmm. then when she said the blessing, and then you go, you ain't at the table. That's it. You ain't eating that day. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would make me feel very competitive. No, I would be there. I had no, <laughs> I had no competition. Yeah, well, that's I good. was right there. <laughs> I knew to be there about five thirty, quarter to six. Mm-hmm. Just like with a book. I, I get my, uh, I get my, uh, I got my food, <laughs> but I was still hungry because I was a young man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did growing up and coming up in such a big family impact and influence your career and the choices you made? 
Well, first of all, when you have a big family, the money's scattered too 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 far apart. Mm. You know, she had to give this, 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 this. So I, I didn't have enough money coming up, so I, when I got a chance to make some money, I I went crazy. <laughs> I worked, I worked, and everybody going home, I'm still working. Yeah. Last year, I, I worked 46 weeks out of the year on the road doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. 46 weeks. I come home every week. And there's 52 weeks in a year? Yeah, but 52 in a week. That's I'm, a lot of time. I'm, I'm greedy. I'm greedy. You're grinding. You're not greedy. I'm greedy. Let me tell you something. Okay. <laughs> I'll trust I like you. that paper. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Um, how do you think you would be different, you or your career, if you'd grown up in a family of two or three kids? Do you think you have that same drive, that same hunger? I don't know about that, Joe. Because growing up in a family of 11 kids wasn't because, that wasn't the reason I got in the car and drove all the way to California. Hmm. I think that was just because that's what I wanted to do, to mm. be a comic. When did you know that you were funny? I was in a uh, class in Detroit. My brother, I lived with my brother and his wife for six months. And I noticed every Thursday they would go to an acting class. They, they taught class and they had plays and stuff. I said, boy, I'd like to be an actor. So I, when I did it, you know, the yellow pages, we used to have the yellow pages. I go through there. I remember phone books. Yeah. <laughs> yellow pages. And I go through, I looked, I looked at uh, John Binkelman's acting class. I said, John Binkelman. I called John Binkelman. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who he was, but he said, uh, $30 an hour, and you come in, and, and uh, we can read uh, we can read from the plays, from the playbooks he had. So I went in there, and we were doing Shakespeare. $30 an hour. Maybe a little, maybe longer, maybe then, maybe longer. I don't know how long, but I know that mm. I went. I went to class with John Binkelman. Mm. He had me doing Shakespeare. I was tan the fellow up. Did you enjoy Dead Demona? <laughs> I don't know about no Dead Demona. <laughs> Dead Demona, have you prayed tonight, Dead Demona? <laughs> that ain't no, that ain't, that um, ain't Shakespeare. So, mm. so you did not enjoy Shakespeare? I enjoyed it, yes. Yeah. He, they were having me, but I would tear the words up. Oh, my God. They, he made up a bunch of words. To be so or like, not to be, that is the question. What that mean? Whether it's just nobly in the mind of suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortunes, or to take up arms against a sea of trouble, and by opposing in there, to die, to die, perchance to dream, for the sleep of death. Where dreams may come when we shuffle out this moral call, give us pause and make calamity of solo life. But who can stand the whips and scorns of time? He had me doing that kind of stuff. Oh, my, my, my. I went back to the ghetto and everybody told me, boom. <laughs> <laughs> you sound good, boy. That was amazing. So you asked me how did I find out I was funny. So Mr. Binkelman had a, a comedy show every Christmas. He would have a comedy show. He wanted me to do something. Uh, he said, think of something. I want you to be on my show this year. I said, I don't know anything about uh, comedy. I'm, I can, I'm barely doing this Shakespeare. <laughs> so he said, I want you to just think of something. We just put you on the show. You stay up there three or four minutes. Mm-hmm. So President Johnson was the president at the time. So what I did, I had one of the guys in the class play a reporter asking President Johnson, stupid question, I give stupid answers back. So I went and bought me a $10 cowboy hat, mm-hmm. and, we, and we did that. Mm-hmm. And we... Um, we stole the show with that one, and I then I used to do impressions. So I did impressions of Johnny Mathis. <gasps> My mother loves Johnny and Mathis. And we stole that, that show. They gave me a standing ovation. I mean, Johnny Mathis. I said, Whoa. What? What if I ask for a little bit of Johnny Mathis? Right I can't now? do it these okay. days. I'm, I'm too That's old for Johnny Mathis. Now, he bought 106. <laughs> but I used to True. Look, look at me. 
I miss a place as a kitten up a tree. And it seems like I'm clinging to a cloud I can't understand. I get misty just holding your hand. Oh, that's horrible, Johnny. That's, I'm I lost, like I've lost that beautiful voice I used to have. No, but I I've stole the show. People gave me a stand ovation. Yeah, and I that's said, when you know. I believe I can make some money doing this. Mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So before all that happened, before mm-hmm. you got in your car and drove to California, you were in Detroit. So I used to be a fashion model in Detroit. So yeah, I was a pretty boy. I was pretty. <laughs> what do you mean was, sir? No, oh, I was too pretty then. I was too oh, pretty. okay. You know them dudes, that's a pretty man. That no man that. wants to be too pretty. And I used to be in the papers every day, the Detroit News. So, Hudson Department Store would put a suit on me and have me in the paper every day. Oh, so it was like department store. Department stores and, and all the, all the, and I did commercials out of Detroit. What? I made a lot of money in Detroit. But Detroit was beautiful until the factories closed. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason Detroit has gone down. Mm-hmm. Because everybody was working in the factories. Yeah, yeah. 80% of the people in Detroit were working in the factories. Mm. 80%. And they closed them and 80% and of the, the And people. everybody had to bought those homes. They bought cars. Mm-hmm. And they would help you get a car. If you worked at Cadillac, they help you get a Cadillac. Mm. And if you worked at Ford, they help you get a Ford. Mm-hmm. But it, then all of a sudden, the economy went and they moved away, and now you're stuck with the house and the cars <laughs> and no paper. Yeah. So that makes for a bad time. Yeah. What do you wish the rest of the country knew about Detroit? Like, what don't we know about Detroit? It was a beautiful place. Beautiful place. Mm-hmm. That's what Motown was thriving. That's what, I'm just like, how can yeah. you talk bad about the city that gave you Motown? Like, But you should have seen what happened to the people that who had uh, the money and then the money was gone. But Detroit was a beautiful, beautiful city. Mm. It's like anything else. Mm-hmm. Money gone, and what can you do? If nobody cares, then what yeah. are you supposed to do, you know? So, I won't say obsessed, because I feel like that's a mm-hmm. creepy word, but I'm very fascinated by mm-hmm. your career trajectory and your resume, because you've played a lot of dads. Yeah, fathers. Um, Was that intentional like would you seek out those roles or were people like we've seen him be a great dad in this show so let's have him in this movie like how did how did you come to be everybody's dad i don't think that i don't think i went out to be the fathers i mean but that's what they chose for me but i I think yeah i could have played the grandma i need that money (laughs) i could have been a grandma so you (laughs) down to do whatever i need that paper Uh i pay my rent yeah was there ever a time where you were like, I can't do this chicken no more? Oh, I can't hell do this no. Never? No. Hell. Really? Oh, hell. I'm tearing chicken up right now. <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> but, like, was there ever a time during, like, struggling with the rotisserie chicken where you were like, this is too tough and I maybe don't want to do it anymore? You never thought about quitting? When, I, when, it, when I got so broke, I just got up and left New York. I said, this ain't working for me. Is that when you went to California? I went home for a minute, mm-hmm. and I bought a car. I bought a 1965 Mustang for $150. Hey! $150. Whoa. That's a long time, 40-some years yeah, ago. Yeah, that is. And I uh, had some new tires put on it, had the motor check, transmission. And I know the transmission leaked oil. That didn't But I had to get out of Detroit, see? Yeah. So what I did was I bought me a big case of oil mm-hmm. and a big case of uh, transmission fluid. And I had bought me... Um, I got my TV. I had bought a TV when I got to, back to Detroit. Mm-hmm. C- color was in then. We actually got to get me a color TV when I get to California. Gotcha. I had me some color. Got to keep up with the Jones. And then I got me a bucket <laughs> of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hell 
yeah. Got on the road by myself. <laughs> by yourself. Oh, yeah, by myself. How long was that drive? About three days. <gasps> oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. And I had no money to get a hotel. I mean, I had money, but I would save my money for. Yeah. So I get to L.A. and get me an apartment and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I got me a bucket of chicken. I reached back and get me a piece of chicken. Get your drumstick <sighs> and just keep it on. I didn't care what it was. I grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as a Kentuckian, I'm proud that it was KFC. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much for your Now, let me tell you what happened to me now. So now, Uh I had advice. I wanted to be a comic. Mm -hmm. So I had advice from my friend who was very wealthy living in Birmingham, Michigan. Uh, He said, go straight to Las Vegas, see what the comics are doing, so you know what to do when you get to L.A. You know what what kind of material they're using. I got to Vegas. They're using old jokes. I feel like yeah, Vegas I is like Everybody the... doing Red Fox and stuff. All them yeah. old jokes. That's how I done drove all the way here. I mean, I should have kept going, but I made that turn. Mm-hmm. And then all the money I saved, I saved a lot of money. Just I, I denied myself steak and Ugh. and lobster. Just eat ate chicken. Saved my money. Mm-hmm. Got to Vegas. To them lights had. I'm looking around. Oh my God! Look at all this. That night with the, you know, I said, Wow! People come out here rich. <laughs> I went to a Horseshoe Casino uh-huh. and lost oh, no. that day. And thank God I went to and got me a, a motel for 30 days. First night I got there mm-hmm. and I went down, saw them lights. I said, oh my God, I ain't never seen nothing like this. Mm-hmm. And I had my money in my pocket. All my, I didn't leave nothing in the hotel room. Motel room, because you hear so many stories about Vegas. Yeah. So I took it all, put it in my pocket, four pockets full of money. Mm-hmm. I'm walking around and, and I saw this Horseshoe Casino with the lights. Mm. Horseshoe. <laughs> I said, wow. I went in there and I started, I played craps first. I tried to, and I lost thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I said, hey, it's all right. Is I, that usually I your, your, your best I never gambled that much. I was never good at gambling anyway. Mm. So, but I got wrapped up in Las Vegas. That's yeah. what you do. You get wrapped up in it. I said, well, I could get that. I could get that thousand dollars back. I can get it back. Yeah. I can get it back. So I went and lost two thousand. I go, oh, oh damn. No. Oh boy. And then you went home, right? Then you uh, left. Oh no, I didn't go back. Oh no. I, I was wrapped up. They had me. I was a fool with about eight more thousand dollars left in his pocket. Oh lord. I looked up. That money was gone so fast. Stressful. It's gone so fast. You think I'm, you wouldn't believe this? I'm. I, I cried. Believe you. I cried like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking down the street now. Mouth wide open. I mean, you lost a bunch of money. That makes sense. But you get so wrapped up in it. I ain't been. I haven't gambled forty some. That was forty some years ago. Yeah. I haven't gambled since then. The one I'm, time I gambled, I lost thirty dollars and I went home. Well, that's smart. I was like, I'm not doing any. This is foolish. Well, I, I might as well give them my money. I've been on Broadway. There lights a lot of lights too, but I ain't never gambled all my money away mm-hmm. like a damn fool. And I've always kick, want to kick myself in the butt for doing something like that. So I had to stay in Vegas, because when you call people mm-hmm. to lend you money, anybody got no money now. So you gotta realize mm-hmm. when I left, you gonna do it. You gonna do it. We behind you. We ain't gonna. We with you until I call and ask for some money. Like, oh man. Click, oh. click. Dang, not even a lot. So, so I stayed click. there for about six months. Wow. I mean, I guess in the in the field that you're in, everything's sort of a gamble, right? Like moving to New York and auditioning well, and, for roles, right? And, and driving LA. out to LA yeah, was but, a gamble, but it's a gamble that I had to I had to take. You got to take it some gamble. It worked out well for you because I was smart. Yeah, I got a job. Mm-hmm. And now here you are. <laughs> I got a job. I what was the job? I worked at Gucci smelling feet. I'm sorry, selling shoes. What? Working at Gucci 
selling shoes. And rich folks' feet okay. smell just like poor folks' feet. Mm, that's a word. Yeah, I was in. That, I was that at, impacted me. And I didn't stay to go through that long. I worked. Uh, I worked there for about eight months. Mm-hmm. And then you started. I, then I worked at the com. I went to the <laughs> comedy store. I went oh, to the okay. comedy store. See, I, I worked daytime at Gucci, and then I went down at the comedy store at night. Mm. And performing. No, I wasn't performing. Mitzi put me on open mic night, which means you come up there and she's going to see if you're good enough that to... That sounds terrifying. I've been, I've been on the road. I used, In New York, I used to go to the improv. That sounds But they put me on... A, Bud, Bud Freeman would put me on at 3.45 in the morning. Uh, and I had to go to work the next day. I worked at Hopkins. How were open that late? Yeah, 4 o'clock in the morning in New York. Goodness. Open to 4 in the morning. Hmm. Uh, so I knew I was I had stage presence because I've done stuff before. Yeah. But Mitzi Mitzi had me going to the comedy store. She put me like I said open mic night. Uh-huh. So I go and do my old jokes. I'm I'm doing the stuff I I saw Red Fox do. Yeah. I was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so but I noticed Mitzi loved people who did voices. So I went back and worked on my voices again. I hadn't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, from acting class, Doctor Mister Binkelman. So are these voices connected to like a particular character that you? Yeah, made you out? do, you do, you do. Not, they try to tell us we're too young, too young to really be in love. So she, she said, "Ooh." <laughs> I saw her do that in the front row. I said, "Oh, she liked this kind of stuff." Mm-hmm. So I did voices. I did uh, Mathis again, and I did. Uh, yeah. And uh, she Johnny, you're so good with those voices. I want to put you on. You can work Tuesday and Wednesday in the regular regular lineup now. Mm-hmm. But you so wouldn't get, a, we wouldn't get paid anyway. I was going to ask if it was a paid job. We didn't so get paid? Strictly for the experience and the... Yeah, she said this is a college. The grunt work. Yeah. College. That's why we, uh, we all I went like on... I like that thought. We all went on strike. We all went on strike. We said we're not going to work because you're not giving us money. Give us some money to get breakfast or something. Dang. And she Did said, the strike work? Yeah. But, but it, a lot of people went crazy. Um, you know, they couldn't take it. Then she made me the MC. I MC the last second show. David Letterman MC the first show. He was broke when he got to LA. Also, wow. He had a wife, a, a wife, a red truck, and a dog named Bob. <laughs> that crazy. That's too much to have when you broke. <laughs> but like I, I would work in the daytime. I'd go home after I worked the, the door, and I worked the M, I was the MC. Uh huh. And I go home. I go to Gucci in the in the in the, uh, in the morning. And I worked at Gucci for about nine months until I. Didn't need to anymore? No, she told me, she said, I give you the job. You can come in here and help me out. I give you, she gave me more money to pay my, I pay, all I want to do is pay my rent. I didn't need. <laughs> all uh, I want to do is live and eat. I didn't need uh, to work at Gucci. You know, I just want to pay my rent. Mm-hmm. And she made it easy for me. I mean, I'm there. I might as well MC. Yeah. But I go work the door sometime. Uh-huh. And oh. we're also thankful because, I mean, I just assumed that it was this experience in comedy that led you to. experience that made me do all this. Yeah. And she wouldn't give a lot of comics time spots. Mm. So I said, let me be the MC. I know I'm going to get on stage because I'm the MC. <laughs> they can't have a they show can't without have, they, MC. they can't have the show without me. <laughs> and she would give me the job as MC, and I and I worked the door. Some, like I said, I worked the door a whole night. Mm-hmm. I, I worked the door the whole night. So what I would do in the original room, I worked the original room. Mm-hmm. So I would I get a reserve sticker put on the table up front. Mm-hmm. I put reserve here for the owner's grandmother. Reserved for the owner's father. So the room is packed Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I'm emceeing. I go up to the MC, I come back and work the door. So place is packed. Some guys, hey, man, how much? Why is that? What is that table over there for? I said, that's the owner's grandmother. It's reserved for the owner's grandmother. 
He said, what about that? I said, owner's for the, that's the father of the owner. He said, well, 150, get me that table. I said, right away. <laughs> <laughs> it's your wheel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just follow me, sir. <laughs> and I walked like this with my hand like this. And Missy didn't care. She loved it. She loved it. Look at y'all better know how to work that door like Johnny. Mm. Oh, yeah. She was, she was, Missy, people talk about her so bad. But they don't know. I was making money at that club. I would yeah. get tips. Oh, my God. So you take what you learned there. Yeah. And you're on the big screen in Friday. And I got to oh, yeah. And I think, Hollywood Shuffle. Yeah, I, but I, you know, from, I told a young guy, you got to go to a room where they're hiring comics. You got to go to a place where they're hiring comics. You can't live in, people ask me, I'm living in Jackson, Mississippi. What do you want me? What do you think I should do? I should go to California. So you think it's necessary to be like at the hub? Yeah, the hub of it. Yeah. You, gotta, you can't be in Jackson, Mississippi, think you're going to get a show on NBC. <laughs> well, somebody <laughs> might walk into somebody's Ain't going to happen. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. <laughs> I tell a junk guy, hmm. take your butt to California. Yeah. Save some money. Don't go to Vegas now, but go to mm -hmm. go straight to California. Mm -hmm. Look, I was, let me tell you a story. You have a time for another story? I've got all the time okay. in the world. I don't know about everybody else. Let me tell you what happened. Sandra Lott was Clint Eastwood's wife. Okay. Girlfriend. Girl, she was girlfriend then, Sandra Lott. Okay. She was directing a movie called Rat Boy. It was it's still it's out it now. It sounds amazing. You see, you wouldn't believe it. Uh so now, okay, Clint Eastwood come there with Sandra Lott so they can pick people to be in her movie. It's a okay. black movie. Oh. It was a okay. black movie, yeah. Huh. So Mitchy, Mitchy, hey, Rat Boy. Y'all look up. Whether, like, that's a camera. Rat Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so now let me tell you what happened. So now Clint Eastwood sitting in the back. Uh -huh. She's she going to have the showcase at 8 o'clock. Okay. okay. On, a, on a Wednesday night, nobody in the room at 8 o'clock. Uh -huh. So Clint Eastwood, she, she's trying to. She didn't put me on the showcase because she wanted me to stay there and work with her. She wanted me to be the MC uh -huh. and work the door. Okay. And close the, close the place up every now and then mm -hmm. when she can't get there. I said, this is cool. I'm paying my rent. I'm waiting for my thing to happen. Yeah. So she said, she, so they want to start the show. So she comes to me, Johnny, nobody's here, but start the show. And whenever the people get here, we'll start the showcase. Mm -hmm. I said, great. And we got in a hand about eight people in the, in the audience, eight people. So I went up on the stage. I'm killing Eight people dying laughing. <laughs> dying laughing. And so she sent a note to the state with a spoon. Mitzi said, start the show. So Clinton Eastwood told her, come here, come here. Mitzi went over there. And she said, um, Clint, we about to start the show. He said, I, don't, I, I know who I want. I want him. And Mitzi said, no, no, he just working. He's an MC. That's all he is. He said, I don't care what he is. I want him to be on in the movie. He's the one I want. That's all we need is him. Wow. And he got up and left with Sandra Lott before the you, showcase. Were you Rat Boy in the movie? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no, his guy looked just like a rat. Oh, yeah, so that movie like, wasn't you. You would die laughing. Look at Rat Boy. Everybody look it up. <laughs> got to be on um, Netflix or something. It's somewhere yeah. on the internet for so, sure. She was so mad. What did you do? Mm. I said, I, missed, I went up there and just entertained the people until uh, we started mm -hmm. showcase. I killed He's it. gone. He's gone. I said, he said, I want him. You know how many cleanings would talk? Mm -hmm. I just want him. And his, he and his wife were laughing so hard. Mm. And I got in that movie, Rat Boy, and I got in the movie Bird, 
He did Bird. I was in that movie. He called me. He said, I want to. Uh, With Eastwood? Clint Eastwood? He can ask for me, yeah. He's wow. cool like that. Huh. Yeah. Imagine being summoned by Clint Eastwood. Yeah, it's good. I, I can't. So, here's a question. Mm-hmm. I, of course, know you as far as, like, pop culture and black stuff. Black movies, right, yeah, right. The Wayans Brothers. Right. I love with all my heart. Friday. Yeah. Can I say, okay, I'm going to tell a quick story about Friday. I went to go see it in the theater when it came mm-hmm. out. I can't remember how old I was because I can't do math. But I went with my dad who mm-hmm. I think I had like met for the first time like four years ago. So it was kind of oh, like really? weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, he was married. Yeah. We were like stepkids, but whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. And so we get there late <laughs> no. but since it was friday and it was yeah. in a black neighborhood everybody was late everybody, was late. everybody yeah. missed the the started over brother <laughs> one more time <laughs> and larry's like all right <laughs> um so we get there and we're seated and it's like the last few um previews and mm-hmm. then the theater gets really quiet and i hear the rustling of tinfoil <laughs> and i'm like i know that's not my daddy <laughs> i know it's not it was. So he mm-hmm. and his wife brought an entire chicken dinner oh my to God. the viewing of Friday. They was, do that, you know. There was chicken in the tin foil. They brought a two liter and styrofoam oh cups. They, and they was just like passing. Where were you? Down the, I was in Louisville, Kentucky, which is where I'm from. Born oh, yeah. and raised. Oh, yeah. You, they, they bring chicken. It makes it. sense. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I can out. see that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And at first I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they're being this black. And then I saw the movie and I was like, hell yeah. I'm so glad they were being this black. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it was it was a fortifying experience for me. Oh yeah. Um, so that's my story. Uh-huh. And so here's my question. Um, do you or did you ever want to, especially as somebody who started off doing Shakespeare, mm-hmm. my goodness, ever want to break into mainstream media, aka I guess like white? media, the world of white acting? Well, you know, I was on Barnaby Jones. I was on Barnaby Jones. I was on Incredible Hulk. You're not for, you're too young. I'm sorry. Where the cameraman at? You you, you know Barnaby Jones. Y'all knew Barnaby Jones. Barnaby Jones was a a very popular show. Oh, yeah? And Incredible Hulk, do you know about that? I know. Bill Bixby? Bill Bixby? I was with Neil, Neil Diamond. In a in a movie okay. called uh, he, oh, what was the name of that movie? He played a cantor, a, a Jewish guy who, and it was Lawrence Olivier was in it. I was really I know I, him. I know. I was with the really white people. Oh yeah. And then I was on WKRP in Cincinnati. <gasps> okay, that show I love. Yeah, I was on. Absolutely. I was on. What's happening? Good time. I took all those jobs. Uh huh. I wouldn't turn nothing down. Really? I needed all those jobs. And all of them paying off now. They've shown them all over again. Mm, so you get like residuals? Or I get residuals. I get all that stuff. I, okay, but I was in, you check out Barnaby Jones. Barnaby Jones was popular. He was on for 15, 20 years. Yeah? Yeah. I, I he was on it. for a long time. Okay. Yeah, I did Barnaby all those. Jones all Rat those. Boy. Rat Boy. You better check out Rat Boy first. <laughs> I will definitely look at Rat Boy first. Speaking of money. Uh-huh. Good transition. Go me. Um, uh, for the movie Friday, you've talked yeah. about only receiving $5,000. Ain't, ain't that a bitch? That is about several bitches. You know how much money they made? I couldn't $300 million. Mm. And they paid me $5,000. See, we, when we first shot the movie, uh-huh. nobody knew the movie was going to be that big. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't no big deal in the, in the uh, theaters. Mm-hmm. It happened when the people, the kids in the campuses across the country and the colleges Spread the word, this is a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Go see this movie. And they all went to see it. 
Blue That's why, what's, this, what's that? We used to rent a movie. Uh, what's the name of that damn uh, place? Netflix? Blockbuster. Blockbuster. That's yeah. why they out of business. <laughs> they would take the, the, the tapes and never come back with them. <laughs> I probably got Block to go the buster. Blockbuster. Blockbuster, go. <laughs> so to this day, do you not get any money from. We get residuals. Okay. Well, has that and, like. And I got paid. Huh? I mean, has that? I mean, you I don't get much money like you used to. Oh no, 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 yeah. no, no, nothing make up for three hundred million dollars. I mean, uh, as sure. opposed to five thousand. For sure, I don't know how. That's why they haven't done any, uh, any uh, the fourth Friday, Are because, because they we're not. I, I had to pay my rent for that five thousand dollars. I need rent yeah. money. See, uh huh. I took that five thousand dollars with a smile on my face, <laughs> but now. I don't need. I got mortgages. Mm. I don't have no rent. I got mm -hmm. mortgages. I got to pay every month. So, so what I, did that experience like teach you about the business side and the money side of the business? Oh yeah, world? you gotta get your paper. Yeah. Uh, second Friday, I made four hundred thousand dollars. Mm. No, the third Friday, I made over a million. But mm. I didn't. You ain't getting that money. Mm. The hour, the hour across the street. In a sedan with some binoculars. <laughs> you walk out with your check and they like that. With a spoon. So the third, fourth Friday, that's mm -hmm. why they gotta pay more than I paid on the third Friday. Yeah. Do you think it's gonna happen? Uh, I don't you know, this is Hollywood. I don't I don't I don't yeah. know. This is your hand or my hand. Mm. I don't know. But if it does happen, you win? You gotta rent Oh back. yeah, I'll be right there. I talked to Ice Cube. Oh, yeah? He said he got the script, the outline of the script already written. Mm-hmm. And you got to fill in the parts that need to be filled in mm -hmm. of the fourth Friday. Mm -hmm. It's going to be called Last Friday. Yeah. And he told me what the story's about. And, it's, and I can't tell you that because I, don't, I want to get that paper first. Oh, man. And I tell the I world. Tell, I won't tell nobody. Right, yeah, I'm a, I, I don't want to get my money. <laughs> okay. You know, I want to get that that's paper. Fair. That's Ooh, fair. that would be nice, boy. Be at home counting my money. Look here. I hope to know what that's like one day. Count <laughs> diving, that, diving count into the that paper. Like Scrooge McDuck, <laughs> backstroking in gold. Oh, yeah. <sighs> one day. No, no, no. Yeah, but the thing is, Friday was a very, it's, you know, all that stuff helped me. The first Friday for $5,000. Mm. It all helped me. How so? Like, what did you because get from that? Because people, you know, they know you. And, and then the people, that's how I got all the other, a lot of other movies. Because people say, well, I saw you on Friday. And I got a, a shot in Marlon Wayansey. I have I have a, a movie, a TV show we're doing. We want you to be our father. That's all oh, I, I got. Thought, I thought you meant you were making another one. I was like, oh my god! Oh no no no! Uh, and so I made good friends with them. Yeah. And they put me in. And we did five years on on a so Wayne Brothers. So good. And them so checks, good. those checks, uh, uh, clear. Yeah. <laughs> and they like some other checks. This, the, <laughs> the Wayne Brother check clear. The WB. Mm. Um, and I got that, and and I, I'm friends with Ice Cube and all that stuff, and I have uh, other movies I've done. Uh, uh, Tracy Morgan, I was on his show. Mm -hmm. I got on his show from all that stuff. You know, people know you in the business. See? Yeah, you were yeah. you going you going to act because when you act, you don't want to not act as you normally would act because you're not getting paid that much money. Mm -hmm. You do your you do your best. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At least that's what I do. I do my best, and I add. My thing is, I can add lines. I ad lib. Um, did you have the same experience as far as like gaining access? The access you were talking about with Friday, like people know you now and people want you in more things. Did you have that same experience with the Richard Pryor show? Oh yeah, but we didn't. We didn't get. We talking about 
little money. We didn't get hardly any money from mm. Richard Pryor's show. Yeah. Richard made all that money. But we didn't <laughs> last. We only last four weeks. We supposed to go 22 weeks. Yeah. I said, boy, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm made now. Boy, I got it made. I mean, I'm I gonna would be feel on Richard Pryor's show. Yeah. Richard come in there so high. Really? Oh, my God. That, we knew after about two weeks, this ain't going to last. Really? We're, wow. we, ain't, we ain't going to be here long, <laughs> Richard. What the, must John Moffat was a director. This is a long time ago. I remember his name. Mm -hmm. He said, Richard, I'm sorry, Richard. We're on Tuesday night, Richard, and see NBC. You cannot curse the way you curse it. He said, they won't allow it. And he told uh, his assistant, go get him, go in the room and get him straight. Make sure he gets some water, some coffee, get him back, get him back to so being Richard Pryor. So we come out. He said, okay, he's ready now. So Richard come out. He's okay, Richard. Okay, everybody. All right, come on. Uh, and action, Richard said, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> it's cut, 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 cut. Everybody's fired. <laughs> Richard, you cannot do this. Oh, my goodness. And he, Richard would have bean pies coming there from the Muslims. The Muslims have uh, papers. They sell it. They come in with a bunch of papers. Kill Whitey. Kill Whitey. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a show I knew we weren't going to be there long. Wow. And I got the job from being at the comedy store. I tell yeah. these people, you got to go to the comedy store. So speaking of playing Craig's mm -hmm. Dad on Friday mm -hmm. and playing, just playing, a, you just play such a good dad, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you draw inspiration from any place in particular, from your own dad, from your own being a dad, from... Um, actors, characters, roles you've seen? See, I don't have time to... I get my lines. I read my lines. So mm -hmm. you know what you would say, how you would say it. Yeah. You got to be true to yourself. You you wouldn't try to be you know, like, uh, Jesse, get over here. Yeah. I'm your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you you don't talk like that. Why would you try now, trying to act like in a movie that you, uh -huh. you, you're different? Yeah. I said, Jesse, get over here. You know, come on, come here. Uh-huh. I, I do. I be myself. And uh, even when I was on the cartoon, The Boondocks, I played the granddad, but I, they mm -hmm. didn't change my voice. I said, I'm a, I'm, I played my own voice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it worked out perfect. We did that four years. Yeah. That must be nice, being able to be yourself and getting paid yeah, for it. Yeah, it is. Excellent. We did the movie Boomerang. Boomerang. I remember Boomerang. And the whole scene was ad-lib. What? I believe it. The whole scene was ad-lib. Like he got Eddie Murphy, who was one of the greatest ad-libs around. Mm -hmm. He's great. Then yeah. you got uh, Halle Berry was in it. Mm -hmm. Martin Lawrence, David Allen Greer. Ooh, Halle Berry was like, love should have brought your ass home last night. <laughs> I was like, yes, girl. Oh, At 11 yeah. years old. What did I know? Oh, you were young. I knew nothing. But you know, I do the, I make, I just go in there as the, the character. And I see, I'm from Detroit. Mm -hmm. There's some funny people lived in Detroit when I grew up. Yeah. Did you have a friend <laughs> named Hitman Sammy Sam? That was a, a was that a, a video I did? Mm -hmm. I, I I used to work with the videos, but they paid me a lot of money. Did they? Yes, they paid. I'm me very money. happy because that song is just like a pivotal moment in my life. Really? Yes. So, and like I I don't know, I didn't know who Hitman Sammy Sam was. Right. I knew the song was hilarious. Yeah. I knew that you were in the video. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. I still know like pretty much the whole song. Oh, that's amazing. This that's ain't right. your house, no way. Shut up. You ain't my dad. Okay, that's enough. Yeah, I, I remember wish my that. Dad we, I think that. we shot that in Florida or maybe in Really? He Atlanta. seems like he's from Florida. Is that Florida, yeah. And, and, and uh, the Wu Tang Clan, I worked with uh, 
Jay Z. Uh huh. I was in Jay Z's video. And we added. So you were a video vixen. Oh my God. Well, I, I made, no, I took any time I can get. I, it wasn't, <laughs> I, they made me. You can say I'm a video vixen, whatever you call them. Mm -hmm. I pick, I got paid. They, they give that money and check cleared. Yeah. Hmm. I was there making that paper, Jack. Yeah. I love that money. You'd be surprised they give, they give a lot of money up. I mean, I've been trying to get in somebody's video for a minute, but they apparently you me. have to work out, and I'm not and some of, into that. One time I got $20,000 for one video. One video. He worked on just one day. And didn't have to take off no clothes. Oh, I don't take off no clothes. Uh. I'm just funny. <laughs> Must be nice. This is and, a man's world. Jay-Z's video boy had some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. These girls were pretty. So, I have a thousand more questions, but I know that we're short on time. So, this is our rapid-fire question okay. segment. Um, one, two, three word answers are fine. Um, question number one, dominoes or spades? I never gamble. I oh, not for gamble. Just like, you know, at a cookout. Somebody's playing dominoes at this table. Somebody's playing spades at this table. They both need one more. Which table are you going oh, to? I don't know about that crap. That's oh got something to do with gambling. I ain't got nothing to do. Don't I, make my I heart start fluttering. Oh, well, we don't want heart flutters. We I don't lost, want those. I lost all that money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's a question. Same cookout. You decide not to play spades or okay, dominoes. Yeah. So you go over to the Soul Train line. And it's your turn yeah. to move down the Soul Train line. Right. What dance? Are you busting out? I don't have no name for my dance. It's it's just a Spoony Rooney. I'm so my name is Spoon. They call people call me Spoon. Okay. And I, you know, I be. <laughs> so you dance like that in real life? Yeah, not real just life. On TV? I'm the, everybody stop. They stop what they're doing and turn around. I be. Um. Last question, I think. Uh huh. Um. If you had a bouquet of roses or a potted right. orchid to give to someone. Who to give to a black actor, creator, comedian, whomever that you think is under recognized has not been given their propers? Who would you give those flowers to? Haven't been recognized, or just like not appreciated the way that they should. Have been. Probably my wife. She's uh. She's why don't a, you appreciate her more? Huh? I said, why don't you appreciate her more? I don't give in fly. I'm giving her flowers. I give her money to buy those things. Nah. So that's pretty you cool. Lady. Give her money. I give. I don't give it to her. I give it to. Her assistant who worked for her, and he put those type of flowers all over the house like this, you know. And I'm mm -hmm. the one that, you know, I'm the one that's been about, look here. I'm paying that paper. And my wife is a director, see? But she's a director, so she's not being recognized yet. She's done some stuff. Okay. But, uh, I don't, you know, I would give it to her. She's worked her butt off. Maybe I give you some you flowers. Are, oh, I'm listening now. Yeah, um, see? Nobody gives me flowers. Mm. I know, isn't that terrible? So, I forgot. You are going to the South of France with Magic Johnson? I'm going, I'm going to the South of France with Magic Johnson. You know, Magic Johnson, I hope he don't mind me telling this. It's, it's his 60th birthday. <gasps> he didn't think he would live that long. And so he invited, was it 75? I think it's 75 or 150 of his friends. Do you get a plus one to this party? Or a plus two? What way? We got two of us. Yeah, it's going to be she and I. Okay, so y'all both get a plus one, right? So no, I, I don't. No, 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 this. no. Plus, he's gonna have this. What he's gonna have is gonna be a party on his two hundred fifty foot boat. Okay, what if you snuck me on and just didn't tell nobody? Well, you can probably sneak off, but you gotta sneak off in about in the middle of the ocean. Hey, middle of the Mediterranean. <laughs> you gotta jump. You gonna? I don't jump know why that's necessary. If I'm quiet. <laughs> I heard that, <laughs> but it should it should be if, if I go if I get a job. Yeah. You know I ain't going nowhere near that party. Right, if well, I get listen. a job, and they're gonna pay me, you know I like that money. 
Okay, here's what we do. Mm-hmm. Should you get a job and yeah. you cannot go to the south of France with Maddie Johnson, I will put on my best John Witherspoon Yeah, put a bow tie on, get you some get flower pants and a flower thing. Do, do that. Step daddy. Mm-hmm. And I, I got you. He won't know the difference. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be ready Hello, to go. Magic Johnson, I am John you'd Witherspoon. Be he wouldn't know. He's going to be a lot of people around. There's going to be a lot of folk. I think 150 I mean, people that's going to be on the boat. And I'm sure that like, Celebrities yeah. and they, oh, yeah, famous all, people. Ugh. I would uh, all the people gonna be his old all his friends, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard. He was he he's in the group, you know. You got Sugar Ray people that comes to his mm-hmm. his parties at his house. He invite me all the time to his house and parties. Sam Jackson, Sam lived across the street from him. Okay, you know. So okay. So but okay. if if I got a job with with the they doing that Friday, uh-huh. you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna get I'm gonna buy me a boat when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> be like I, meet I ain't going on his boat. <laughs> I'm about me a boat. <laughs> and on that note, I hope that you either get to the south of France and have oh, your poulet vous coucher. Poulet real kiss. <laughs> or get me some pied pied du cochon. See. Si. Pied du cochon and some hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get all of that and more. Oh, it'll be fun. It just get there. You know, it's such a long yeah. flight. Oh my yeah. god. Well. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for existing and just being yourself. And oh, yeah. my life. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm around. Hope I stay around for a long time. You're going to be around I feel for a while. good. Good. You look good. Thank you very yeah. much. I think the key to feeling good is to make a lot of paper. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you think I'm kidding. Now it's time for Tracy's Flowers. And this segment is where Tracy gives flowers to a thing that she really likes. Yay! This week, I am giving flowers to, drum roll please, gospel music! Woo! Woo! Yes, Lord. Yes! Praise them! Praise them! No shade to the current modern hippity hop gospel that's out there. Listen, I too enjoy gospel music with a beat that you kind of want to twerk to, but you know it's stressful. You know, I try to, I try to not. Anyway, I'm talking about music from your grandmama's church choir. The Jesus is my rock from Galilee on high, Greater Bethel First Baptist Church of God in Christ, our Savior, House of Worship and Holy Praise, AME, BBD, OPP Baptist Church with the illustrious Reverend Do All Right is the pastor i'm talking about that choir like the ones who only sang songs that you heard in that bet gospel compilation commercial <laughs> y'all remember i know you remember i'm coming up now you can own one of the greatest gospel albums ever with only giant hits and legendary stars like aretha franklin it's morning time those songs, the ones that take a full 30 minutes from beginning to completion, and then everybody needs an extra 15 minutes to calm down, and then you got to help everybody get their wigs back on after the Holy Spirit just kind of gets up under them caps. You know what I'm talking about? You know, they still never found Sister Betty's. That's a tragedy. Anyway, I am one of those annoying people who says I'm more spiritual than I am religious. I know, I know. I hate it too. Um, I stopped going to church around 18, but no matter how my thoughts and like my opinions changed, I never stopped listening to gospel music. 
ever. I mean, I'm sure it's the familiarity and the nostalgia that makes listening to this music just feel like a warm hug to me, but they're also like genuinely inspiring and motivating. And you know what? Now that I think about it, they reinforce a lot of the things that I'm paying my therapist a lot of money to tell me. Like, gospel is full of songs about struggle, about pushing through, about tolerating pain and difficult times. And that's what you have to do until the difficult times just are not there anymore. You know, great message. Love it. Love it to death. But the only thing that's kind of fucked up is how most of these songs are about hanging in there long enough to die and live a better life hereafter. You know what kind of bad time you have to be having for your music to just be like, I just want to (laughs) go. Quick songs off the top of my head. I'll Fly Away, Going Up Yonder, Soon I Will Be Done With The Troubles Of The World. I didn't make it up. I did not make that up. They are all right there on pages 54, 97, and 103 in your hymnals, respectively. In conclusion, if that old-time religion was good enough to get my grannies and their grannies' grannies through it, then dagnab it all, it is good enough for me too. Gospel music, these flowers are pour vous. (laughs) That's French, it means for you. Honorable mention goes to those church fans on the wooden sticks that all the old church ladies have with Martin Luther King on one side and a random black mortuary on the other. All right, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in again this week. Shout out to John Witherspoon for absolutely making my entire day. And you know what? I hope we made your day, too. You can follow him on Instagram at Johnny Witherspoon, spelled J-O-H-N-N-Y, Witherspoon. This show is produced by Strong Black Lead and Netflix with Pineapple Street Media. Our music is via DJ Donwell, the hardest working DJ in the podcast business. You can follow him on all of the things at Don Will. I have been your host, pre-Jet Magazine Beauty of the Week, Tracy Clayton. You know what? Check in with me on Twitter. See how it's going. Uh, You can do that at Broken McPoverty. Make sure to follow Strong Black Lead on all the socials at Strong Black Lead. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please spread the joy around and tell a friend. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to Strong Black Legends on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. (gasps) Until next time, keep shining like Winston Duke's thighs in that scene of Jordan Peele's Us. Y'all know the scene. I can't start talking about it because I'll never stop. Literally, the studio lights are out. (sighs) Go watch it. Go watch it. I'm going to go watch it again. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) When my love goes bang, 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 you better run, you sweet, sweet thing. (laughs) You hear that falsetto?